The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Afternoon, folks, on this uh, little bit of a cloudy Tuesday, two weeks from today, Election Day. Today is Tuesday, October 20th. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks, weekdays. Well, we started those just putting on the radio and 1380 or 99.9 FM. A little late to the party, but that's quite all right. If you missed anything, you can always go to the website, depetro.com. Then you just click on radio show. And then you can listen that way. This portion of the program is brought to you by, well, folks, Henry Oil. Call them today. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Make the switch to Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. It's Carmine, it's Lori, family-run business. Think of that, since 1947. Fuel oil, diesel, Henry Oil, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Call them today, 401-521-0200 or online at henryoil.com. Now, coming up at 1230, we are going to talk with Liz Harrington. There's also a great piece that we're going to go through in the New York Post about the Hunter Biden story that the media is just... Completely passing on. And then the final debate, folks, is coming up. As uh, we were talking earlier with Donna Perry, the final debate is this Thursday night. And what we have to, the the final two weeks, I think one of the most dramatic things is the rapper 50 Cent came out with an endorsement for President Trump. But one of the things he mentioned, and I posted this on the Facebook page, and that is what taxes would look like under a Biden administration with the Biden tax plan. So that's going to be coming up. Now, I, I don't know. It's tough to tell where the race is. Because I do, I believe, like many other people, that we're not getting an accurate account of just who's voting for the president, who's not. I do, I believe, whenever I see a poll and it shows that it's close or the president's up two, I think, no, the president's up at least five, if not six. I think the amount of the silent majority that are voting for the president, they don't want to, they just don't want to say anything. Because of this atmosphere, this toxic atmosphere that we're in, I think that uh, if they're voting for him, I think there's a lot of people that are quiet. A lot of people just don't want to – who would want to get into an argument with it? People don't want to get into an argument, and they don't want to discuss it, and they don't want to deal with a, a, you know, a poll, someone taking a poll and so forth. So I, I, I think it's a tough race to figure out where it is. Although I, I will say this, and I'll talk to Liz Harrington again coming up at one thirty. She is a spokesperson for the GOP. I think Arizona is a very – I think Arizona this election is a bellwether state. If for whatever reason, if the president loses Arizona, I'm not sure he can win the ele- re-election. I, do, I don't see it. And I don't know what's going to happen Thursday night. I wish there had been another debate uh, prior to this. I don't like the fact we only had one that was not the president's best showing. And and now we just have to uh, hope that he does well on Thursday night. And, and and if people would really step back and decide the virus, will it at some point subside? And then do you really want those people in office? So meaning uh, Biden and uh, Kamala Harris. 
But let's, uh, we have another guest, folks. And again, don't forget, I will be uh, covering the protest tonight. All right, folks, uh, joining us on the line right now, he, um, he is the former director of operations for Black Lives Matter, close friend of the family, grew up with Jamal's uh, parents and stepfather. Um, nephew Marcus is Jamal's brother, who's named after his and Jamal's biological father. It is our friend, and folks, I've known him for many years now. Again, former director of operations for Black Lives Matter. It is our friend, Divine. Good afternoon, Divine. Good afternoon, John. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, my friend. Hey, listen, um, I like to hear what can you tell us the latest regarding the condition of Jamal Gonzalez? Well, Jamal is, is stable. Uh, he's still in coma. Uh, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't medically induced. So he slipped into a coma. He's now in a, in a coma toast state. Uh, right now, we just, they're watching him. They're watching his vitals uh, to see you know what response he may have. Uh, some response he has uh he has movement in his feet so he responded to some tests on his feet which which is a good sign um however uh we're not out of the woods yet it's it's still uncertain as to what's gonna happen i think these next few days will determine a lot uh you know we're 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 praying for his for for recovery for him we're praying that he does not pass away of course uh his mother is distraught his stepfather is distraught the family is, is just really really distraught over this matter and we think this is a senseless um, act of, of violence against 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 the community, against somebody who wasn't committing any crime. And I, I think that it just it just escalated into into something so unfortunate. And we want justice. Divine, this happened Sunday night at six o'clock. It's Tuesday afternoon right now at one twelve. You've seen a lot of the videos. You've had a chance to talk to the family. You heard the press conference. What, what what do you think happened Sunday night? I think this was a blatant disregard for for uh, for lawful uh, practice with the police with the with the Providence Police Department. I don't think this should have had ever occurred. Um, I feel like you know this officer. I don't know what his intention was. I mean, there's so there's so, there's so many theories you could come up with of why he did this why he pursued him the way that he did and it's clear evidence on these videos that, that he did strike Jamal riding a moped uh, there were other, a, a mass amount of other vehicles that were clearly illegal vehicles on the streets why he chose to target Jamal um, you know, is uncertain at this, at this point they said they're doing a thorough investigation a transparent investigation to determine exactly what occurred um, but, you know, the family has certain demands and certain things that they want the province police and the, and the, and the state to, uh, to do in this matter, especially, when, you know, releasing the, the body cam if there was one, releasing the camera footage from the, from the vehicle. Um, I, I know that the officer is on, now on death duty. Um, we're asking for his you know, immediate termination without pay until this investigation is resolved. I mean, when you have public officials, we vote into into office to carry a badge, to carry a gun, and quote-unquote police us, uh, we have to hold them accountable at the highest level. Uh, they have to be re- responsible at the highest level. They can't just be going in these communities, especially communities of, 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 of black people, and policing it the way that they choose to police it, the way that they want to police it. Um, it just has to stop. And if, if we look at the, what's going on in the nation now, I mean... Come on. At, at, at this point, I mean, why don't we get it? And why isn't it changed? 
This has to be changed from from top down, and and this whole structure has to be rebuilt. And uh, you know that that that's my objective. That was my objective with Black Lives Matter. That's still my objective personally, in in, in um in helping, assisting in, in in dealing with these matters. And I just feel like it's it's time now. The time has to be now. Divine, here's what's an unknown is. Let's just say, Jamal, all right, so we're watching and Jamal is speeding up and the car's speeding up. But if he had not taken the corner, it seems that a police car is pulling out. If we see it correctly, we don't know. Jamal looks like he's going to take the corner, but the camera that I saw pans away so you can't tell. But what I'm curious is if he had not taken the corner, what what? Was the strategy of the police officer driving the car? Was he going to try to pass him? Was he going to try to cut him off? Like, what What was the... We know how it ended up, but if he had not taken the corner or swerved in that way, what... I, I don't understand what, what the strategy was. You, you and I both. You and I both don't understand what the strategy was. Um, and we and we're not really have... We don't really have an answer to that at this, at this moment, especially on an official one, based on the investigation. Um... But I, I, I feel there was a, there was a, there was an I can only, you know, say what I feel, not really what I know at this point. I do know that he was struck. We know that he was struck by by a, by a truck. Providence police are not saying that's what happened. They're not admitting to that fact yet at this point because it's early on in the investigation. But I think that we can clearly see in the videos that are out there. You've seen it. I've seen it. Other people have seen it. Um, that he was struck by the by the vehicle. That being said, had he not take that corner, had not taken that corner, you know, I agree with you. What, what what was the strategy? We don't really know what the strategy was of this officer. I, we, I can only surmise it was it was a degree of frustration um, that police feel that they they they, they have they're being overwhelmed with uh, with the riding of, of, of illegal bikes and and, uh, and motor motor vehicles, uh, ATVs, if you would, um, through the city. Uh, Jamal wasn't riding an ATV. He wasn't riding a, a dirt bike. His his, uh, his his moped is is legal for the streets, whether it was registered or not. Uh, it was legal for the streets. So for this officer to take his vehicle, not only strike him, but even to pursue him in a way that would be violent intent, it makes no sense to me. And uh, we have yet to you know find out what that investigation will, 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 um, will reveal. You know, and again, folks, we're speaking with Divine, who is um, certainly uh, knows the family, friend of the family. And I'm going to tell you, this is someone that knows the streets um, and, and, and certainly he's speaking from experience. Now, Divine, I, I have seen and looked at several different videos. I'm, I'm not 100% positive that he hit him. I mean, I don't know what happened, and I don't know why the cruiser ended up on the sidewalk, and I don't know who took down the stop sign. But you're, you're, you're not wrong. In that video, I see ATVs. I see ATVs doing a wheelie, and the kid driving the ATV is flipping off the police. I, I mean, to me, that's who you go after. I, I don't understand how it was that he was then even following Jamal like that. I don't, that part, I, I, I don't understand that. And, and I think without guilt or I, I don't you think they would you think it would be helpful if the police gave out more information? I, I get the whole thing. The policeman's bill of rights. He doesn't have to say anything. And, you know, now any type of union lawyer is going to tell him not to say a word. And he could then even, you know, Fifth Amendment. But 
boy, the, the seeds of doubt that are out there, and you and I have both seen video of people that feel that it, it's certainly, it's possible that he did, in fact, run into him and hit him. And it would be helpful to hear that, even if it's not what people want to hear. But maybe someone says, you know what, I made a mistake. I did hit him. I, what is your thought on it, Divine? I mean, my thoughts are aligned with yours in a lot of different ways. I, but I, other, only the other thing that I feel outside of what you're saying is that he did hit him. Um, I think it's clear evidence that he did hit him. You, you can hear it. You can, you can hear it. It does the, the camera. The camera does tan away for one second, uh, maybe a half a second, second at most, and comes back, and, and, and you see you see the altercation. But you can hear the sound as well. There's other videos where you can hear two two strikes. You can hear. A hit, and then you can hear a, a, a Jamal uh, moped hit, hitting the, uh, the brick wall uh, on the side of the building there. Um, the police department are, are always slow to investigate their own, right? We, we know this. We know this. It could be protocol. It could be um, internal internal ways that they do things, whatever the case may be. They're always slow to investigate their own. Um, but, you know, the family is calling for an independent investigation by the state police. Yep. They want the state police to come in. We don't want them investigating their own. We've seen this too many times. I mean... How much more do we have to see as, 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 as people, as, as humans, as a human race, never mind black, white, or what have you, how many times do we have to keep seeing the same patterns over and over and over again? When do we get tired? When do we change protocol? When do we change direction? When do we bring in, um, you know, other solutions? And I just think that the nation as a whole is fed up with it, um, both black and white people um, who, 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 who support Black Lives Matter and support... Um, support the end of police brutality and um, the unwarranted and illegal killing of blacks. Um, and, and, you know, it's, I, we feel like we're in a terrorist state. Right? Domestic terrorism from our own elected officials. This is just ridiculous at this point. Uh, we have to do better. And, and, that, and that's what this uh, we're doing a protest tonight and we're doing a march tonight and that's what it's about. We have to do better. We have to hold uh, the elected officials accountable and, and responsible to their, to their oath to office. As well as, to the, as well as their oath to humanity, uh, we just have to change this. It has to change. You know, and again, folks, we're speaking with Divine. I'm going to let him go in a moment. But Divine, I, I, something I'm going to share with you. Um, yesterday, as you know, I went to the briefing and I was interacting and asking. I try to ask what I think are just just kind of logical questions. And I had a number of questions. But you want to just try to get some of the basics. But I'll share with you. Three years ago, when there was someone stole a police cruiser and he ended up, um, they, they anyway, there was then someone in a white truck that resembled the truck they thought they saw the suspect get in. And then there was an altercation on the ramp uh, right outside the mall and, and the police sh- shot the individual. When the Providence police held a press briefing, they, they basically laid out the entire video and showed here's what happened here. Here's what happened here. And they they did a very thorough job, almost like Bill Belichick mapping out, you know, showing like a playing a game. I will admit yesterday I was surprised. I thought they were going to say, all right, let's show you the first frame. And here's this. And it shows the following Um, because I was on scene. I went to the scene of of the accident yesterday afternoon. And I know the, the, the house, the building, the house next to where Jamal hit that house, the wall, they have cameras outside. So, all right, starting there, the police could get that. And and maybe it wasn't definitive, but you're on the scene Sunday night, Sunday, Monday. 
I really thought we would have seen a video demonstration to show us one way or the other. I, I will admit, I I was very surprised, Divine, that they didn't show us that. And, and I left puzzled as to they could have at least shown here's what we have so far. I absolutely agree. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Again, this goes back to how they how they how they investigate their own. Hmm. Again, it goes back to how they investigate their own when it comes to a black life. Um, and, and Jamal is fighting for his life. Yeah. I think this could have been absolutely avoided. I absolutely, I absolutely believe this could have been avoided. However, the actions of this officer, for whatever reasons he took the actions he did, he escalated this to something to where Jamal is now fighting for his life. Um, and we have to go. We have to hit these streets again. We have to go out here. We have to march. We have to protest. Yet another example of blatant disregard for 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 um for the law themselves. Hmm. Like you cannot be above the law. You have, they have to stop acting like they're above the law. They have to stop taking the law into their own hands, killing, harming innocent black people and people in general uh, in the city of Providence and, and throughout the country. It just has to stop. And and there's no other way for it to stop until we really really take this at the highest level and we dismantle this system. It has to be dismantled. Period. Folks, he is the um, former director of operations of Black Lives Matter. He's also a very, very close friend of the family. It's Divine. Hey, Divine, thank you. Listen, I'm going to talk to you this afternoon and then I'm going to see you tonight, but um, it's great to talk to you, my friend. I mean it. And keep doing what you're doing and and all we can do right now is pray and hope the best for uh, Jamal and and his family. Absolutely, John. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Javine. Keep doing it. All right, folks. Again, that is, um, he is um, terrific, and he is very, very knowledgeable. And as many of you know, good afternoon, folks. We're going to talk to Liz Harrington coming up about the Trump campaign. Well, like I said, that the Providence police are in a very difficult situation. There's a lot of unanswered questions here. Unfortunately for them, um, I, I don't, I want to respect the police where they say, it's going to take quite a while, but and to break it out frame by frame. But as I've said about some other high-profile situations and incidents involving police officers, the, the time is not on their side. There could be 1,000 people protesting tonight on the street. As many of you know, these have been violent in the past. These have been, I have been at the Providence Public Safety Complex where there were 125 people. And I used to tell people that the only thing stopping more from happening was if the protesters just had more numbers. And I think tonight they are going to have those numbers. And I think yesterday, I don't think Mayor Alorza did enough. Now, who knows? He may be out tonight. But there are people that have been restless. There's... um. I think the police are in a very delicate situation. I don't know anything about that officer. Listen, if we want to be totally honest right now, folks, good afternoon on this Tuesday. It's 125. If, if, and I want to be objective with you. It's John DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. This portion of the show is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say, if your appliance is dying, Boom, just call Ryan, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096, 401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair, 
7096. Uh, Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Hey, instead of pretending you know how to fix it, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. Like we say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. It's very difficult. We don't know what was in the mind of the officer as he was then going after uh, and following Jamal Gonzalez. We, we, We don't. It would be helpful if there's a way that we did know what was in his mind. Um, I've seen photos of the officer. His name was mentioned yesterday. Kyle Endress. His life has forever changed. Um, We don't really know. I don't know anything about him. Patrolman. Um, It's possible he made a mistake. Right? It is. I think we can say that. Maybe, Maybe he... Maybe he made a mistake. Maybe he didn't know he was going to stop. Maybe he did hit him. I don't know if he hit him. People are arguing both ways. Some people are saying it's you can clearly see that he hit him. And then I've had other people tell me it's clear you can see that he didn't hit him. I, I don't know. I am not in one place or the other. Um, for that, I admit, I'm hoping they have proper information to show it. But maybe he did hit him. Maybe I don't know why he was chasing him. The moped didn't have license plates on. But to me, it's kind of the least of your worries. You have ATV and people are dressed in costumes and they're riding all over. And um, I, I don't know that either. Maybe there's an explanation for it. Maybe he thought, I don't know. Maybe he thought he was someone else. Maybe he screwed up. Maybe he did. It can happen. It's 300, 200 bikes. It's a lot of chaos. People are riding all over the place. Maybe he did. Maybe he screwed up. Maybe he hit him and he didn't mean to hit him. Could have been an accident. It happens. Maybe he stopped. Maybe the button. But you do hear him, the skid. And then, boom. You know, he he then uh, goes into the wall. So, I I don't know. But I think the sooner they can determine that, the better. If if it did happen, I'm still not convinced, by the way. Um, I'm still not convinced that would in any way be criminal charges unless there was some altercation and heated words. And and then I think they'd have to prove we'll talk with our legal expert, obviously, Tim, Tim Dodd. But they'd have to prove that he was intentionally going after him and some kind of an exchange back and forth of words. I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just trying to think what would have led to that happening like that, uh, because. Uh, and, and I think that Commissioner Perry and the mayor, I think they could do a better job in getting the word out. I, I was surprised it didn't happen yesterday because you have a lot of angry people. Folks, listen, I've been on the front line. <laughs> They've been angry all summer, for crying out loud. They've absolutely been angry all summer. And I know some people have been saying that they... um that they were looking for an excuse to protest. And I think some of that is, I think there are some people that fall into that. I think there's some mixed groups that have um, come into this whole thing. So there are some people with an agenda, those that type the stop the racist police terror. And then you have the Black Lives Matter element. And then this thing is being put on 
by it's like the Providence Socialists or something. So there's a lot of different groups that are even, um, you know, coming into this whole thing. So I'm not exactly sure. I want to play the um, Channel 10 did interview uh, a member of the family, Jamal's dad. And did I just... Um, Hold on, folks. On, on second thought, I think we're going to get Liz Harrington on the line. And who's uh, going to, folks, remember, Thursday night coming up is the big debate. And is that Liz Harrington? It is. Folks, joining us on the line right now, GOP spokesperson. I apologize. Folks, it's our friend Liz Harrington. Good afternoon, Liz. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? Very well. Liz, the big debate is coming up Thursday night. And finally... Uh, the president will get what we've all been waiting for, and it's the two of them on the same stage. Uh, what is your thought about what should P- Trump supporters uh, think about this fact that they want to have a mute button uh, on the two candidates? Well, it's pretty obvious. I think any uh, sensible person knows what's going on here, and it's just like they rigged the last debate out of existence. Uh, setting all these rules, um, saying it was going to be virtual, which was completely a gift to the Biden campaign, who, by the way, is put a lid on this entire week. We're two weeks to Election Day, and Joe Biden's not, uh, you know, man enough to face the voters uh, who would only be the ones asking because the media is not going to ask him any of these tough questions about his corruption with the Chinese Communist Party, Ukraine, natural gas companies, and the like. But I think Americans see what's going on here. The, the, the so-called bipartisan commission, which is just a bunch of Trump haters, uh, it's bipartisan in Washington to be against President Trump. It's not really bipartisan in any actual definition of the word. And they're doing all these things to try to put their thumb on the scale. But just like Savannah Guthrie did last week, it backfires. President Trump knows what he's getting into. He's always had to take these hostile questions, these biased questions. But... He's not afraid to go there and to answer tough questions and also to pose questions to Joe Biden because nobody else is going to do it. The media is clearly in the tank. I mean, it's absolutely appalling that they are applauding uh, the suppression of American journalism. One of the biggest newspapers in the country, New York Post, was doing vigorous reporting on this issue, and they are... The rest of the mainstream media is just happy to see uh, Twitter go the way of the Chinese Communist Party and suppress information that they don't like. It's astounding. But President Trump's going to raise it. They're going to try to mute his mic. We know it. Um, But it just shows you, and it really brings more awareness to the issue. Because if this was a nothing burger, if this was bogus, if this was a Russian disinformation, they wouldn't have to suppress it. And Axios actually had this story. Twitter and Facebook's moves to suppress the Hunter Biden smoking gun emails that show his dad, the vice president, was taking meetings with corrupt oligarchs and selling out, selling out the interests of the American people to enrich himself. Their suppression of that story made that story bigger. Uh, So good job. The authoritarian tendencies of the left backfire because the American people want the truth and they have to ask themselves, why are they going so hard against this if it wasn't true? Because the American people know it certainly is. Liz, you know, 
you raise a very good point. And again, folks, we're speaking with Liz Harrington, GOP spokesperson. The um, the boy, the rest of the media did not even pick up on th- those. The New York Post work was was award winning type of work, and you know, a lot of people, as I try to explain to them what was in it, I, I feel like they're hearing it for the first time. It's it's incredible. It is so corrupt. You have to wonder who's more corrupt, the Biden family or their allies in the media that are just memory holding this story. Can you imagine for a minute if it was one of the Trump's children doing this to, to enrich their family? And let's be very clear, it has nothing to do really with Hunter Biden because it also has to do with Frank Biden has to do with Ashley Biden, has to do with the entire family, which everywhere Joe Biden was in charge of policy, his family got rich. And according to text messages, half went to pop, half went to the big guy uh, in these emails. And can you imagine if a Republican was doing this? You know, they ran with a disgusting lie that was made up by Hillary Clinton, that was actual Russian disinformation. Uh, They used it in the Obama-Biden FBI to spy on President Trump's campaign. It wasn't true. There wasn't a shred of evidence. It was all a lie. And now they're saying real evidence off a a real laptop where we have an affidavit, we have the signature of Hunter Biden that it's his laptop. We have other sources on these emails uh, in China saying that this is real. They aren't running it. They're saying it's Russian disinformation. This is so corrupt. Uh, it stinks to high heaven. You know, we said we were going to drain the swamp. We didn't realize how corrupt it was. But, boy, that's why he's such a threat to their power. That's why they've thrown out all the stops against him. But, you know, the, the truth will set you free. The truth will come out. Uh, you, can't, you can't hide it. And it really just shows Democrats, they control so much of the media but they still aren't in control of the truth. And Americans have other options to get out the facts and the truth and the evidence that they want to find. Uh, and that's, what the, that's what's happening here. And the more they suppress it, I think the bigger this becomes. And, what, and you also have to ask all your listeners, why is Biden hiding right now? Why has he put a lid till Thursday? It's so insulting to the American people where he's not going to be out there working to earn your vote. President Trump's doing three rallies a day. He's all over the place. Uh, He's getting out there talking directly to the American people, telling them why he wants to earn their vote. That's respect for the voters. That's respect for the country. That's being proud of your country. And Joe Biden is just hiding away, thinks it's uh, uh, beneath him to even answer a question about this. This is real damning evidence here. Uh, and they don't even think they have to answer them because they think they're entitled to power and they're entitled to run your life and you're too stupid to figure it out. Well, we're not. And we see through them. Folks, again, we're speaking with uh, Liz Harrington. And, and Liz, boy, the president, he just seems so full of life. He seems terrific. Um, yes. I, what I also don't understand is I don't think he's getting any credit for the fact that the president said the kids need to be back in school. We've seen that schools are not super spreaders. The kid children belong back in school. They are back in school. There's no one K through 12, at least in our area, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, that's in the hospital. He's not getting credit for he was right about that. And he was also right as much as they'd like to say big super spreader event at the White House. Not one of those people died and both the president and Chris Christie, thank God. But they're both out of the hospital and seemingly in good health. You know, it's really amazing because it's pulling the rug out from the media's 
doom and gloom. Joe Biden's no miracle is coming. You got to, you know, be scared and just wait for big government to help you and come rescue you. No, that's not how America solves problems. That's not how we ever have solved problems. This has been, you know, a really tough, challenging time for every single American because they've all been affected by what the Chinese Communist Party did, which, by the way, you have a candidate for president who's compromised by the Chinese Communist Party. Do you really think Joe Biden is going to hold China accountable for what they did in this pandemic? President Trump already has, and you're right. He has never been political about this. He saw this, and he shut down travel immediately, gave us extra time to get things in order. He never viewed it politically. He gave Gavin Newsom the resources he needs. He gave Andrew Cuomo, the resources he needed. Uh, Hospital beds, overnight, we had 1,200 hospital beds in the Javits Center. Cuomo didn't use them, and he's instead writing a book, rewriting what he did uh, with all of that terrible policy with the nursing homes. President Trump never viewed this politically. He looked at the problem, he said, how can we solve it? And that's exactly what we're doing, the therapeutics. President Trump practices what he preaches. He's the right to try president. So he said, I'm going to try this drug, and I want everyone else to be able to opportunity to try these innovative drugs like Regeneron and the Eli Lilly drug. This is amazing stuff that's only possible in America, only possible by our innovation and entrepreneurial spirit. We meet challenges head on. We don't hide in a basement. And that's exactly what President Trump has done. And it really pulls the rug out from under them. The schools being open in the places where Republicans have given parents the, the respect they deserve to make the best decision for their family and their kids. Get the government out of the way. Get the teachers' unions out of blocking kids from getting an education. We know that this is lockdowns are far more detrimental to kids than sending them to school. Get those schools open. And President Trump has been right about this. He's been moving heaven and earth to help local jurisdictions and to do the right thing. And he's going to be rewarded by the voters. Look, I believe this has been a major issue. The schools and the economic lockdowns. Democrats have used this pandemic from communist China as an excuse to take power over your life. And there's going to be a revolt in two weeks. You better believe it. And President Trump, they know he's the one that built the greatest economy on record in 2019. And he's the one that's going to build the greatest economy on record in 2021 when we stick with him. Liz Harrington, one last time before I let you go. I I like the fact that rapper 50 Cent made it very clear. He saw the Biden tax plan 62% in taxes in California. Said, forget it. I'm supporting President Trump. That is also something, Liz Harrington. The, the media, New York and L.A., they, the, New Jersey, they never talk about that. They never talk about just how dramatic and, and, and the fact that there are so many people from New York going to Florida and from California going to places like Nevada and Arizona. They're flooding out of these areas and no one will hold the public officials there accountable for it. And that's right. I like the fact that here's someone doesn't seem to be a little overly political. He's just, if that's what the tax structure is, I'm voting for Trump. You know, they're fleeing the left. The left is ruining these cities and yep. states. Look at what's happening in You're California. Right. Look at what's happening in New York. It's appalling. They're fleeing the policies that are destructive. Imagine coming out of a pandemic 
where, where we've had to face these economic consequences of what Ch- the Co- Chinese Communist Party did. Imagine hiking anyone's taxes. It's a recipe for depression. Yep. You're talking about destroying livelihoods. We're not going to let that happen. People are voting with their wallets. They're voting uh, with the moving trucks. They're getting the heck out of these far-left radical agendas like defunding the police, which they've done in New York City, they've done in L.A., and they're going to vote for safety, security, and prosperity. You know what else they never hold Joe Biden and Kamala Harris accountable? They're talking about taxing 401Ks. They're talking about taxing your stocks, uh, your retirement. This has you know, been a tax-free vehicle which allows middle American, uh, Americans of middle income to save for their retirement, to invest, to get ahead. They're talking about taking that away. They want, they want big government to have its cut off of your, your prosperity, your growth. That is appalling. And they haven't asked a single question in the media uh, of this radical policy, which is straight out of Elizabeth Warren's uh, far-left agenda. We need to hold them accountable for this. And taxing anybody, raising anyone's taxes at a time of a pandemic is just a recipe for a Great Depression. And that's what they would deliver. And President Trump is exactly right. We are the party of growth, freedom, and opportunity. We know what President Trump will do because he already did it. He already built the greatest economy we've ever seen, and it was done by cutting everyone's taxes, and it was done by getting the government out of the way with these over-regulatory policies of Obama-Biden. We have made America a good investment again, and it's so important, and we've seen it moves everybody along. The poverty rates were the lowest on record in recorded American history in 2019. You better believe we're not just going to get back there, but we're going to exceed it under the policies of President Trump. Folks, she is uh, just terrific. Liz Harrington, uh, keep up the great work. We uh, be, be safe out on the campaign trail, and we'll talk to you again. Absolutely. Get out and vote, everybody. That's exactly right. Thank you. Liz Harrington right here on the John DePietro Show. Folks, right now it's 144. Good afternoon. You're listening AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, petro.com. This portion of our program is brought to you by, hey, they're located in Lincoln, Preferred Towing and Recovery. How about female owned and operated by the lovely Christine Preferred Towing and recovery. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, repossessions, and private property towing services. Mark and Christine, folks, they have been doing repossessions for 30 years. They'll get the job done safely and securely. Preferred towing and recovery. Preferred also, they buy older vintage cars. You know, the ones that have just been sitting maybe in your garage. And you say, you know, someday I'm going to restore that. And you didn't. Why not? Why not get some cash for it? Preferred towing. You can call them at 401-725-8500. 725-8500. Or online, preferredrecovery.com. Preferredrecovery.com. You can also look for them on Facebook. All right, right now at 145, it's John DePietro. Now, again, um, I, I think Liz makes some very good points. Folks, as I was mentioning, there was a very good piece in the New York Post uh, this morning that I want to mention. And I thought uh, Rich Lowry, who is the um, who wrote it for the New York Post, it's it's just a um, a great piece on that the Biden protection racket. Uh, 
and or maybe it was actually well the New York Post I saw it I think it, he also does write for a National Review, but when you think about it they they have absolutely did not want to cover that story. There are some real viable questions there, as Liz was saying in the media, folks. It's it's basically like they're complicit on the whole thing. Now I don't know. Some people are waiting to vote on election day, and other people are deciding to vote early with early voting and want to make sure that their vote is either way. They want to make sure that their vote is going to count. It's just a matter of of when it's going to be. But the president certainly think of that, that Biden is already off the campaign trail. Biden is they don't want to run him ragged. Former Vice President Biden. Um, he is just resting up for Thursday night. When you think about it, if you're the team Biden, there's two weeks to go. And after this debate, they're not going to have him out a lot. President Obama starts campaigning tomorrow. President Obama starts campaigning. Former President Obama, Barack Obama, starts campaigning tomorrow. Just as a programming note, tomorrow, Governor Mundo press briefing. We will be carrying that. I will be covering it. So we have a busy... Um, couple of days, folks. We are right in the thick of it. First of all, it's two weeks until the election. And again, tonight, I will be covering the protest. And I think this this is a potentially going to be a massive protest tonight that's going to be taking place in the city of Providence. It's um, It has got a lot of different groups coming. And uh, people ask me about, you know, going and I'm I want to recommend you, if you want to be safe, if you want peace of mind during this this uh, unrest, stop by Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston, and check out. They have body armor. They have ammo. Again, pepper spray. If you're listing right now, I highly recommend, whether you're male or female, if you have some uh, high school or college age, Students, get them pepper spray. Now, they also have food storage. They have a uh, bug out bag. They have backpacks. I mean, they have excellent service. It's unique in Rhode Island, and it's very, very women, female friendly. And it's Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. Look for them on Facebook, Surplus Provisions. But Frank and Tanya and Kyle, I can't say enough good things about them they are just so knowledgeable and terrific and again i'm just saying people ask me uh you know about some of my preparations when i go to cover some of these protests and i think tonight uh things could get pretty unruly uh but i will i stop there on my way and check in with them and they make sure that juan stays safe because i i like i said folks um you know this has been kind of brewing all summer and now they actually have a local situation and I've been telling people that, you know, they, they you know, going up to Federal Hill and they go to the police station. And, and this is over. They were at Federal Hill because of what happened in Los Angeles. They had that 10,000 at the state house because of George Floyd. Now, I don't think it's going to be that. But these, they have, and, you know, they had the thing for Breonna Taylor that was in Louisville. This is happened right on Elmwood Avenue in Providence, and it involves the Providence police. It's not even like it was a situation that happened, say, in Lincoln or happened in, you know, some incident, thank God, but with the Cumberland police or with 
horrible. I mean, it happened right in Providence. And I don't know what happened, and we don't know what happened. It could have been a mistake. I don't know. I, I have seen, if you haven't seen the footage, you can go to DePetro.com. We have all the videos posted. There's a lot of unique stories there. No surprise, the reporter for the Providence Journal is not even responding. They don't even mention the protesters anymore. They kind of, for lack of, but they protect them. They won't report on some of their prior arrests, some of their activities. I don't understand that, why it's a special class of individuals that now get protected in that way. But if you go to the website, you can see the uh, press conference from yesterday with the Providence police. And then you can see some of the footage of everything uh, that happened on Sunday and some also exclusive video that you're not going to that you're not going to see anywhere else. So it's a happening. Go to the website, folks, to Petro.com. And again, brought to you by Just Angels. So um, I want to also play uh, Channel 10. They were they did get um, his father speaking out and this young man. Uh, and it's it's so tragic that it involves the, the Providence police, because if if, in fact, the Providence police officer, if he if he did not hit him, then I, I there are so many groups right now that are saying that he did hit him. So I'm not sure what type of effect that's that it would even have on the equation right now. But it, it's still it's still very significant and should be significant as far as whether or not that did, in fact, happen right on whether or not he he did actually um if whether or not the the cruiser did hit him i i've had i've had some uh some people say that they noticed that they didn't think they saw any damage on the back of the moped slash scooter that jamal gonzalez was was riding on and so they're trying to make the argument that therefore I'm seeing right now, okay, uh, the Providence police, they're going to hold another briefing tomorrow at 11 on the moped crash. So that is uh, definitely new. So we have a busy day for tomorrow. Tomorrow will be the Governor Mundo press briefing at 1, and now we're hearing that there's going to be a press briefing tomorrow at 11. Another briefing on the moped cruiser crash. And for that one, they are tough to, um, let's see, investigation into the police cruiser crash Sunday includes whether the stop sign that the cruiser hit then hit the moped. And whether both the moped drive and the cruiser turned quickly to avoid another cruiser that just pulled out of the side street. Whoever was driving that other car, that wasn't very good. Uh, this is Brian Crandall on NBC10. Investigation. Let me just uh, just back up for a moment and see. Um, let's see what he police chief. Oh, you're now saying they aren't sure if the police cruiser hit the moped. Be another part of the investigation. So briefing on the moped crash tomorrow. Investigation of the moped slash police cruiser crash Sunday in Providence includes whether the stop sign that the cruiser hit then hit the moped, and whether both the moped driver and the cruiser 
turn quickly to avoid another cruiser that just pulled out of the side street. I don't know who that was in the other car. Somebody did see, and again, if you haven't seen the video, you can log on at the website, petro.com and then you can see it as well. So we have this news cycle, folks. Tonight, again, for those that like to follow, we'll be doing a Facebook Live. And for those that are not on Facebook, we then post the video on the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, depetro.com, brought to you by Just Angels Online. Remember, unique religious items. Log on at justangelsonline.com. Very custom, beautiful religious items that you can purchase. Just Angels Online. What a beautiful uh, selection that they that they have. And so look at the news cycle. And then, so tonight is a big protest. And those that want to follow it, I will be um, doing a Facebook Live I don't see, I didn't get noticed yet tomorrow, but I'll give Crandall credit. Brian's usually on top of it, that he's saying that there's another uh, press briefing tomorrow. I usually get an email on that. I haven't gotten it just yet, but Brian Crandall is um, is usually accurate on that. So I will um, go with that. So we have that tonight, tomorrow at 11, an update. And then tomorrow at 1 o'clock, Governor Armando press briefing. And then Thursday night is the debate. So, folks, as always, uh, we're on top of it. Uh, We'll sleep after the election. There is no sleep. I will be there. I want to once again, right now it's 155. It's John DiPietro on this Tuesday. And if you want to get in touch with me, whether to send me an email, if you have a question for Governor Amundo, or you want to advertise on the radio show, uh, log on at the website, depetro.com, and you can either con- click contact John or advertise, depending on what, what it is that you want to get a hold of me on. And then it'll um, I will get that directly. And again, depetro.com is brought to you by Operation Made, encouraging entrepreneurship, one veteran at a time. Link through. These are beautiful items. I've purchased some. If you are a veteran or you want to support veterans, these are all items made by veterans. It's called Operation Made. Encouraging entrepreneurship, one veteran at a time. Log right on and log through, I should say, right at the website, which is depetro.com. And I did mention Just Angels, Just Angels Online, gifts from the heart, including uh, custom religious items. Who else? Let's mention, uh, make sure we mention everyone. I did mention that uh, before I go into... Uh, what could be a dangerous situation? I stopped by Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. Folks, get your pepper spray. Get your body armor. Body armor is huge now. Get your ammo or food storage. Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. Look for them on Facebook. You know, people, they drive in from all over the area to shop at that store. And then who else did I want to make sure? I did mention our friend Marie at It's My Health. And, of course, on a night, you know what this is a nice day for, to take a ride and see our friends at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, located right off Route 4, Rhode Island's number one garden center. Look for them on Facebook, and then their Facebook page is PR Materials, but their website is prmaterials.shop, and stop it and see them. And then also, of course, what am I talking about? Ron's Pastry Gourmet. 
Hey, stock up. Uh, Ron's Pastry Gourmet, where they have all the Trump items. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Stop in and see Ron and Melissa. Stock up for the big debate coming up on Thursday night. Get some of those Trump chocolate donuts, Trump soda, Trump cupcakes. They also have delicious calzones and cannolis. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, the best food, cafe, bakery, and free coffee for police and military. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. So, folks, tonight, again, uh, I will be doing a Facebook Live from this protest that is happening tonight. So we have a very busy couple of days in store, and I'd like to be right there with you, give you the truth of what's really going on, what's really happening out there. Uh, I think, you know, you're an adult. You can handle the truth, much like uh, Jack Nicholson would say in A Few Good Men. You can handle it. So you deserve to know what's happening out there, what they're saying, uh, who some of these people are that we'd like to point out. We will have extensive coverage of the protest tonight. And then I think it is interesting. Boy, that's fast turnaround tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow morning, they're going to have a press briefing because then the governor is coming up tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Now, the numbers in Rhode Island as far as the virus continue to go up. So we will track that as well. Now, coming up will be the 2 o'clock news, then the John Dion program. It's John DePietro. I want you to stay nice and safe. If you want to watch some of the coverage tonight... That protest kicks off at 6 o'clock, 6 to 8. We will be on. If you're not on Facebook, it'll be posted later on the website, dipetro.com. And then again, the big debate with President Trump and Vice President Biden coming up uh, Thursday night. But if you want to get in touch with me, log on to the website. You can also see some of the different stories we have. It's dipetro.com. So 2 o'clock news. John Dion program is next right here. It's AM 1380, 99.9. Yeah.